There are shows in this world that we will never fully understand. Understand. Except Ghost Adventures. We have watched every episode to build our obsession, our fandom. Watching alongside each other because no one we know really gives a damn. Gives a damn. Watching Zack and crew catch groundbreaking proof of the paranormal, inspiring us to explore our own interest in otherworldly phenomena. This is our podcast. We are Paranormal Cuentas. All right. Hey, 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 everybody. It's me, Leah. And it's me, Bethany. And we are here uh, wrapping up our Family Legends series. Uh, We've spent Saturday uh, hanging out in East Austin in our haunted childhood home. And uh, we're ending this evening with the one and only, our very own paranormal inspiration, the man who started it all. Paranormal (laughs) padre. (laughs) We got him, everybody. We got Pete in the house. Big Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Say hey, Dad. (laughs) How we doing tonight? (laughs) That's our dad, (laughs) y'all. So uh, we're really excited for this episode. Um, We grew up listening to these stories, and we've practically begged to have him do this for us because we just love these stories. So uh, we hope y'all enjoy them. And and really, in this scenario, Dad, we just kind of let people take it over, but... We'll guide you a little bit if you want to maybe start with maybe one of your earliest paranormal experience, whatever you can recall and share with us uh, from your earlier days. Yes, I'll start with that. No problem. I guess I was three or four. Uh, I have I have four brothers in my life and one sister made a six total um, today. I only got three brothers and one sister I lost. A brother. Anyway, the brother I lost was right after me. It was me, my brother Bonifacio, and my brother Bobby. Those are the three that I remember what happened this incident. I thought that I was around Omega Street or Lot Street in the east side. But when I referred back to my mother, and she remembers this day like it was yesterday, I was actually on 2nd Street in Pernales. We were renting a house there. We had a, 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 some swing sets in the back. And I remember my brother Bonifacio and me playing on the swing sets. I don't remember Bo too much out there, but I do remember us two. For some reason, I looked up and I saw a bright light. It almost looked like a comet. And it landed on our house, on our roof of the house. And this bright light just stood there. It didn't explode. It didn't do nothing like that. It was just sat there. And when I looked at it and it slowly dissolved, I saw a woman come from that. She was a big woman. I remember that. And she looked at us and she laughed. She laughed. I remember running inside, telling my mom that there was a woman on the roof. My mom just hesitated a little bit and she came out 
By the time we got back out there, she was gone. Later on in life, as I kept on talking about it, my mom finally uh, acknowledged what I saw was something called uh, a witch or a lechucha. The lechucha is a big owl. Is a big owl that, that, that flies through the night. But here's the deal. This was the middle of the day. And to this day, it still has me bogged. Uh, I'm still wondering about that. What the hell did I see? I saw a woman at the peak of the roof looking at us. Now, my mom played it off, making jokes of it, of course, saying that uh, it was sent by some lady down the street just trying to put curses, just just stuff. She, she tried to play it off. <laughs> just a curse. Yeah. <laughs> no it's big something. deal. <laughs> it, it, it was something. You know, she just tried to play it off to us. I ain't giving much thought after that. Later through life, I realized that yeah, they're they're out there. I've been, they according to them, they've been they whistle at you. They whistle at you, and they try to call you over. And I've I've heard that plenty of times late at night. Maybe stuff I shouldn't be doing. I was out there, where I shouldn't be, and I would hear that. And that's and that and that's that that's still to this day, my mom will still kind of play it off. But even she acknowledged that day, the day I called her out with my brother. My mom said uh, she played it off at that time, stuff like that. But I kept on pressing on it. Bonifacio kept on pressing on it. Yeah. Just someone taking a pit stop on their way to curse somebody. I guess somebody. so. <laughs> and they picked your I house. I guess so. <laughs> picked two kids on the swing. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we were little kids and we would go camping or just on a weekend, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you would tell us these scary stories. Um, I remember you telling us when you hear a whistle, don't whistle back. Yeah. Or not to go towards it. And that stuck with me my whole life. Oh, yeah. Still to this day, <laughs> if I hear a whistle, I'm like, Don't nope. acknowledge it. Don't yeah. acknowledge it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because they're calling you. The Talablando, they're calling you to turn around and look at them. Don't acknowledge it. Mm. Yeah. That's why. There, there, there was a time where I stayed on Springdale Road. There's a small bridge. No, it's not a small bridge. Hell, it's been over 60 years or whatever. Crossed through it. I mean, one night I was out there doing what I was doing. And there was a whistle from under the bridge as we crossed. Didn't turn around to reply to that whistle. I just kept on walking, walking towards the house, trying to get to the house. And I heard a voice saying, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I never turned around, though. I kept on walking. Those early my childhood days. You, you mentioned that story, and I remember you mm-hmm. telling that story. Mm-hmm. You, haven't t- you haven't said that little story no, in a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I also remember one, maybe also in the same area, the the legs. Oh, on the tree, right? That was on Seventh Street, East Seventh Street, East Seventh, 
He's seventh in uh, Pernales. Stay away from Pernales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they're dead demons out there. <laughs> well, East Seventh and Pernales has changed a lot. Oh, yeah. back, to, back in the day, I mean, hell, there was trees still on the curbside, hanging over. Walking by there one evening, I remember going by, and I, I smelled something, but I, at the time, I didn't realize what the fuck, what it was. You know, it's just a different smell. And as I was approaching, there was a limb over over the sidewalk going towards the street till I realized I got closer to it and I realized uh, legs dangling off that, that the, the limb. Once I saw them legs dangling off the limb and kind of swinging in a way like they, like they were joyfully swinging, I just walked through it. And as I walked through it, I kept on smelling that smell. I finally realized when I got home, coming all the way from 7th Street to Springdale, asking my mom again, and she didn't really say nothing that evening. She just told me to go to bed. When I, when I kept on pursuing it, asking her what the hell that might have been, she said, boy, you might have walked right through the devil. She said, you smelled sulfur. Yeah, sulfur. Yeah. Yeah. Sulfur. Mm. And that was just another instance I kept on going, which tells me through life that I'm doing stuff that I should not be doing. What were you doing out there? You out drinking? <laughs> yeah, I was out partying. There. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't married. Y'all were not in my life. <laughs> out living that life. <laughs> I, was just an East, I was just an East Side boy. <laughs> Good old East Side boy. Hey, just an East Side boy. <laughs> That's it. I don't. Rem- I don't remember you mentioning the sulfur smell. Yeah. I do. When I don't remember that. That's a. That's extreme. Yeah. When you mentioned the weird smell, for sure. Yeah. I remember when we were little, and you would tell us stories like on the front porch of Fourth Street um, about the smells, because it was a, a that sulfur smell. Um, and then you would say if you smelled like matches, yes, like fire. Yeah, it, it smells like once you strike a match, that that that, that smell left underneath it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what it smells like. I never saw anything like that. My dad always told me, he'd say, "Boy, if you don't see their faces, that means they're not for you. You're not to be seeing them." And that's something I took to heart because he used to tell me stories about himself. He says, the day you see their faces is the day you, you're going to wonder about your, your life. And everything that's happened to me through my life, I never could really see their faces. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. I don't know if any other your guests has mentioned that. But I can more or less distinct what they may look like, but their faces, I, I, I really can't see them. Which... Reminds me of the story of, uh, and you were just telling Leah this one a minute ago about the night or like a couple days after I was born, how you saw something across, uh, not across the street, but in the neighbor's house right here. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I remember that like it was yesterday. I left your mother with you and I brought back home Bethany and I mean Amanda and Leah. I brought them home. Your mother was staying with you in the hospital. You you were a pre preemie. Child. Yeah, it was premature. Yeah, yeah you're a pre child. 
Not and, 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 and for some reason, next door caught fire. The back room caught fire. And the neighbor across the street, well, when I was taking care of the other two, the neighbor across the street tells me, the house over there is in fire. Be careful. So when I went to the kitchen window and looked out the bathroom, out the window, I looked into that back room. And that was something I saw, and I know I saw it. I wasn't drunk or nothing like that. I saw him. I saw someone standing in that back room on fire looking at me. He was a man. He was a figure. He was a man on fire looking at me, looking at him through my through our kitchen window today. Same damn kitchen window I look out every day today. He was a figure. I saw him. And that, that son bitch was looking at me. Yeah, I, I remember that. I still see that son bitch looking at me. I still see him today. I don't remember that story. So dad told me this story, and the first time that I heard it was the week that I graduated college. <laughs> and it, it was great. Because <laughs> he told me, you know, that, you know, around the time I was born that this happened. And I remember asking you, um, like, if you felt that it wanted anything, or, like, was it there for you or anything? And You, you know, that, that that's weird, because it's never been asked me. No one's ever said that to me before. I don't know if that some bitch was warning me, cause he just stood there. I mean, I'm talking about a figure of a man. I could see his arms, his legs, his torso, everything, and he was on fire, and looking straight at me. I I believe a lot in omens. I don't know if he was telling me to 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 watch it, to step back and look of, of your life. Like he was giving me a warning. That's that's what I'm looking at it today. I don't. I wasn't threatened. For some reason, I wasn't threatened. I wasn't scared. I wasn't afraid that our house was gonna catch on fire. For some reason, I was not threatened. I just saw him standing in the middle of that room, and on fire. Um, I asked you about this story earlier because. I vaguely remember it, but I remember it scaring the crap out of me when I was little. Um, you were saying you were driving back from feeding the pigs, right? Yeah. That 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 happened. That uh, I wasn't driving back. It was my grandfather. It was my grandfather. What, what we did back then, my grandfather had pigs way up there off of Loyola Lane. Back then, when they, when I thought Loyola Lane was it. Well, at that time, it was out of the city limits. Loyola Lane, Decker Lane, way back in there. Yeah. My dad, my grandfather, my grandfather had a, a parcel of land and had a, a pig pit. So we, we did, my mom, every evening at dinner, whatever we left, left over, you know, it was slop. So she threw it in a big tin pan, a big tin uh, container. Back in the day, the lard sold in, in, in tin containers and stuff like that. So my mom would keep that through the week. And my grandfather would come by and pick it up like on a Friday or whatever day it was. And I'd sometimes I'd go with him or Bono would go with him and stuff like that, whatever. I remember one evening when we did go out there. 
And we what they call slop the hogs. I mean, help fit the pigs and stuff like that. Well, coming back, I guess today it would be 969. Me being a kid, I mean, I'm talking about maybe 19 years old. I don't know what it was called back then, but today I would consider it being 969, considering the area that we went to. And even today, I can't take it to that area. But I know it was a long road. It was dark, no lights. And all of a sudden, there's a big thump on the cab of, the, of his pickup truck. It was a thump and then like a scratch. When that happened, his lights went out. My, I looked at my grandfather. He showed a little, uh, like, what the hell's going on, but he really didn't scream out or yell out or nothing like that. He kept his composure, I guess you would say. And I kept on looking at him, and we traveled, and he, he didn't stop to check the lights out or anything. He kept on moving. For some reason, he might like he might have known what the hell might have happened there. He kept on moving out of that area. And then slowly but surely, as we came out of the area, the lights came back on. The sound on the cab had stopped. And when I mentioned that to my dad when I got home, he kind of blew it off again. I guess they were just protecting us. Nah, I don't believe that. Just stuff that and stuff like that. My grandfather never asked me what the hell might have happened. But I saw him. I saw his face. I remember his face. He just stayed sturdy on the wheel, both hands on the wheel, and he floored it. How the hell he saw the road in front of him? I, I really don't know. It was dark. And like I say, that was, shit. if I was seven, eight years old, that puts us back in the 60s. And back in the 60s, like I say, back in Decker Lane, there, there was no such thing as Decker Lane. Yeah, I, I can't explain that one. When it was on top of the truck, was it making noises? Like, was yes. it, it was scratching yeah. yes, or yes, like yes, what? Yes, 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 yes. So, like... The whole time you heard it yes, up there, yes, like thumping yes, around, yeah, exactly. scratching about. Uh, yes. Like it wanted to break in. It never hit the windshield. It, was it just, never hit glass. It never hit glass. It just like on top of the tin. Yeah. Yeah. That next day, I wish I could say I don't remember looking at the truck or anything like that. So I remember that story really freaking me out when I was little. Yeah. Um, but I think the, some of the stories that freaked me out the most were those stories on 4th Street because we would go to your house to spend the night. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you would always tell us about this like little creature that was tormenting you all the time. I remember that evening. I remember that evening. I went to bed. Yeah, I, I'm a working man. I go to bed. I got I to gotta get up and go to work the next day. And all of a sudden, in that evening, I had my brother in the other room. He, I was rooming with my brother. It was his, my brother's house. And he had a friend over. They were just relaxing, having a couple of beers, watching TV, whatever the case may be. I don't know. I, I was in my room. And I went to bed. I can't tell you what time of day, how long I was asleep, how long it was, or anything like that. Next thing I knew, I felt this presence on my chest like something was standing on me 
I, I, op- I wanted to open my eyes. I wanted to react, but I couldn't. Like I was frozen. I was frozen there. I, I kept on struggling with it. And all of a sudden, I was able to open my eyes, but what I saw was only one hand, one hand, one hand. And he held both of my hands together. And I and I, I couldn't move my head, but I could move my eyes. I could kind of pivot my eyes around it. I looked to the left, to the edge of the bed, and I saw like a head. It was a like kind of ball head. I saw ears. I don't know if they were just long extended ears or whatever, but I did see ears, ball head. I didn't see eyes. I didn't see eyes. Like I said, it held me down with one hand. At that time, I know my brother, because I felt like I was awake, because I could hear my brother was still watching TV with his friend. And I was yelling. I was yelling. Bo. 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 And for some reason, when I was yelling, and I I mean, I felt I I was yelling on top of my lungs. I saw the other hand of this thing, and it, it had a extended, like, longer fingers that, you know, it wasn't just, like, the, the size of my hand. They were a little bit longer. And, it, and you know how somebody waves a finger in front of you and say, shh, like, uh-uh-uh. You went back and forth like that, uh-uh-uh. Shh. And I'm yelling to my brother. And I mean, shit, it's just, he's just in the other room. I mean, hell, the, the house wasn't well insulated. It's an East Austin home. Hell, it wasn't a, a modern home. He could have heard me. He, as a matter of fact, he told me he did hear me. But what he heard was moans. He heard, he told me, Pete, I heard you say, mm, 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 like, like, like you were just sleeping. Mm. He told me, no, but I was yelling your name at the top of my lungs. He says, Pete, I heard, I did hear something, but you are just, mmm, mmm, mmm. And whatever it was, held my hand down with one hand. He held both of my hands down with one hand and telling me with his other hand to be quiet, telling me no, like, no. And I'm going to tell you something, something that, that broke me from that. I said, I'm not loud, in that voice I was still yelling, Help me, sweet Jesus. Help me, sweet Jesus. The moment I said that, it was released. What was there, I don't know. I don't know. But it it released me. It released me. And I remember... (laughs) I remember getting up, going across the the open... Telling, hey, man, did you hear me, Bo? I didn't hear you. A friend of ours named Vincent, he was there with my brother. I didn't, we didn't hear you. We heard you just moaning like you were sleeping or something. I said, damn, man, I was yelling at you. I was calling your name. He said, man, I, we didn't hear you. We heard just moaning. And I let it go because, hell, I had to go to work the next day, so they, they had to go to work and didn't bring it up much after that, but... Yeah, that that happened also. Stuff that, stuff that you know that you're not asleep, 
well, you think you're asleep. Because I've had instances that I know I'm sleeping and dreaming. But this little sucker had me. With one hand, and, and he had my other two hands in a position over my chest and hold him down with his other and telling me to be quiet with his other fingers. Yeah, that happened. That, that, that brings me to a story. Going back to feeling that and then feeling in a dream. I was dating this lady, beautiful woman. I was at her home one night, spent the night over, and we're both in bed. Now, this, I felt, was a dream, but I saw something that still doesn't make sense to me. Why did I see it, and why it was brought to my attention? Anyway, we're both in bed. Next time I realized, either I'm partially awake or awake or whatever, I, I can't answer. But there's two men and two women that walk into the room. I saw one man clearly. I could not see the other three. I saw the other man being a light complexion, Unguero, light complexion man. He stayed in the background. He didn't say a word. The other man I saw, I saw and I saw his face. And I remembered something my dad told me. He told me, boy, the day you see their faces, it's meant for you. It is meant for you. It is meant for you to see. And I saw his face. Anyway, this man comes up to the edge of the bed and the lady I'm with jumps out of bed and stands at the other edge of the bed. They're both on each side of the bed looking at down at me. At the, man, at the moment, I could not make the, uh, the, the connection. The man talks to me, and he asks me, where was this certain place at? He was dressed in a nice suit, three-piece pinstripe suit. They were all dressed up. The, 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 the two men, the two women that were with him, they were dressed up. They, as a matter of fact, now that I'm thinking more and more about it, the women were dressed like in the 30s or 40s, you know, the long dresses, you know. It wasn't... It wasn't a mini skirt, nothing like that. It was long dresses. And the guy, the men were dressed in suits, like big lapel suits. Anyway, he walks in the room and he asks me for directions to a certain spot. And me, not even knowing where the hell it was at, I just gave him, yeah, you go 1490 or 35, whatever the hell I told him. He says, he looks at me, he says, let's go. He told me, let's go. At that time, for some reason, I replied in Spanish. I said, hoy, no voy. Anybody know Spanish says, hoy means now, right now, I'm not going. And I remember his, his facial expression saying like, mm, so you're not, no vas? He told me, no, hoy, no voy. Which, uh, I don't know why they came out that way. I don't know why. I think, I'd like to think it was my grandparents taking care of me. 
Because this man was a Spanish man. And he said, oh, no vas. I said, no, hoy no voy. And more and more I think about it, what he was telling me is, let's go. He was taking me with him. You know, he, like, he wanted, like, my life was to be over with him. And I, and I don't reply to people like that. My daughters have never heard that. Nobody in my lifetime has never heard me say, oi, no voy. But for some reason, that evening, that, that moment, or that time, morning, whatever it was, I said, oi. And, and I, I saw his expression saying, oh, so, oi, no vas, no, no, oi, no more. At that time, what was ironic is when I looked over to my left, the lady I was with wouldn't say a word, but would look at me when I was speaking and would look at him when he was speaking. In other words, she was going back and forth. Her hair was going back. Never saying a word. I didn't give him much thought at that time. I didn't realize what was going on. I didn't know. I just know the replies that I gave. A couple of days later, I don't know why, I don't know why it happened or what happened with that, but I was going through one of her family photo albums. I was flipping through pages and stuff like that, and, and I asked her, using her name, who is this? She looked at her and said, that's my dad. That's your dad? And she said, yeah. That's the man I was talking to that night. When I said that, oh, that's the man I was talking to, it's because I had relayed the message to her the next morning. And I mentioned that to her brother. You know, they, they kind of looked at me kind of weird and stuff like that, but didn't really question me about it. But that, that, that was not only the only instance that, that happened at that house. There was another instance again, and we're in bed, and I feel her get out of bed. And when I look up in the doorway, there's a woman standing there. Now, this woman was a little heavyset woman, light-complected, thinking that she, it, was one of her, it was her daughter. I cared for her daughter very much. I, I, as a matter of fact, I told her, look, here's some money for gas to give to so-and-so. And I left it on the counter. And anyway, what I felt is I saw them talking together at the doorway, looking at me, whispering. That's one thing about these uh, the, these people. they You don't hear them. They whisper. Unless it's directed to you. Like my dad always said. He said, boy, if they're talking to you, you're going to hear them. If they're not talking to you, you're just going to hear whispers. That's one thing about that old man. He told me stuff. And anyway, that evening, as it went through, I just, you know, I, I was not in the conversation. I just looked through the doorway. They were standing at the doorway, talking to one another and looking back at me. And I'm looking at them. And they, they talk and whisper and look back at me. And I, 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 I look, and I, I, you know, I didn't give it much thought. I really thought it was her daughter and her talking. Next morning, get up and everything, and I looked up, and I looked, and the money's still on the counter. And I asked her, hey, your daughter so-and-so didn't take the money I gave her? 
And she told me, she wasn't here. I said, yeah, I saw both of y'all talking together right here at this doorway, talking, whispering together that evening. She said, no, she never came over. And the money was still there. I realized through my life, through with her and stuff like that, long history, she, she had a grandmother that had passed many moons back. As a matter of fact, the daughter was supposed to resemble her. Same size, more or less, com light complexion. It was from German, except, uh, 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 ancestry? Ancestry. Descent. Descent, uh, ancestry. Yeah, it was German, ancestry, and. and I said, shit, I guess I saw you talking to your grandmother. Which kind of made me wonder a little bit. Why in the hell is she always in there talking to other people about me? <laughs> <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. I wish her the best. We're, we're aware of who you're speaking of. I know uh, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in that house, um, that house was scary, I think. That house that had house, people in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it did. And, I know. And, Looking back, uh, I remember feeling things in that house, but correct me if I'm wrong, did something happen in that backyard, too, one night with you? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I saw it as clear as day. In the backyard, you you, you, you know what you're talking about because y'all used to come over and barbecue. We used to barbecue mm -hmm. and have barbecues back mm -hmm. there and stuff like that. One evening, I was out there by myself. I had just finished barbecuing and drinking a couple of beers by myself and just sitting back there. And I noticed this. I, I don't know why, but there's a, there's a creek uh, not even a mile away. Maybe a mile. Not, not even. I, don't, I really can't tell. I'm bad with distance. Like a block or two away because we would walk to it sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't yeah. far. Yeah. It wasn't far at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw this thing, but it was beyond that. It was like on the other side of that of that creek. I was sitting there, and I, I don't know what made me look up. But all of a sudden, I, I see this, <laughs> like people say, so like you say, it's a big old white bird. I mean, this son of a bitch was big. I mean, I heard its wings flap. And it was a, a, a lechucha coming down to it is a white owl. It is, it's not, a, I guess you can call it a barn owl, I guess, but no, this son of a bitch was big. I mean, he had a wingspan maybe of about, I'm looking at this room right now, it's a 12-footer, maybe about 8-foot wingspan. He was big. He was so big. And, and, and for some reason, I felt that he was staring right at me. Because I looked that up, and I could swear I saw his eyes. And he, I looked up, and it, when he hit that tree where it landed, that damn tree swayed. He hit that tree with a force, and it just, it kind of moved back and forth. I said, shit, I'm going inside. And, and, and for some reason, I really didn't see much of that, but yeah, they, they, they hanging around that, they hanged around that house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and again, not giving away personal information or anything, that house was in Round Rock. Um, and yeah, definitely a, a, a creepy little location. Mm -hmm. So you had some 
crazy experiences there. Yeah, and, well, like I say, these experiences that we all experience, you're in, the, in between. You don't know if you're awake or asleep or what. You know what you feel? But it's ironic that the next day you put two and two together and shit. That, that, uh, this is what I saw. Yeah, so. Yeah, those are good. I think uh, we're, we're sitting in our childhood home and I think as we maybe get close to uh, wrapping on some of your interview, sitting in this house, the house that we all grew up in, we know that you've had experiences here. So I think to move us forward, it only makes sense to hear about what, what you've experienced in this house from before our time, during our time, after our time. Because you've lived in and out of this house for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I moved, uh, your mother and me moved into this house in 79. And I still say that because y'all have heard me say that, and I'll still say that to this moment. We looked at other homes when we were trying to buy a place. This happened back in the sense, like I said, 70, 78, 79. This house wasn't much. It needed a roof. My dad said, you got to replace this. You got to do this. You got to do that. And your mother never liked it. Your mother never wanted this house. I mean, she, she drove me to the day we divorced, to the day she died. She hated this house. And here, look, here we are today. And you don't want to get rid of this house. Mm-mm. You know? <laughs> You know, uh, what the hell is it? Well, I'm going to tell you what I felt. I walked in in a few homes with your mother and realtors and stuff like that. But the moment, the moment, I swear to y'all, when I walked through the front door of this house, it felt like home. You have that feeling after you've been in a place for all your life or two-thirds of your life or half of your life. No, i never been in this house until the moment, when I, the moment I walked into the first den to the living room of this house, it felt like home. And I told your mother that. I looked at her and says, this is home. This is home. And she hated it, this house, every minute of it. She hated it, she hated it. She, she would say, well, you want it because you're only like two miles away from your mother. No, it felt, because the other homes that I walked into didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. And the moment I walked in this house, it felt like home. We've been here since 79. Y'all answer me now. Have y'all ever had anything bad go in this house with y'all? Not bad, no. no. That's what I'm saying. When I say bad, were you ever invaded? Did anybody break in this house? Did anybody uh, do try to come in this house? You know, stuff like that. Mm. Right? Mm-mm. Never, no. no. I've never felt unsafe. Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It felt safe. It felt safe. When you, when you find a place that makes you, the mo- when you walk in, you feel safe. That's an omen in my book. That's someone's telling you, this is your home. This is where you belong. 
Hell, if it was up to me, I would have sold it being in, in Mexico with my toes in the sand and, <laughs> and women calling me Big Papa. <laughs> ain't going no damn way. <laughs> Shit, I would have sold. But y'all want to keep this house, mm-hmm. so this house is yours. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, I take pride in that. The reason why I take pride in that is I fought with your mother for years about this place. I bought this place, and for some reason... Even when we divorced and she stayed here and y'all guys were here, I felt good because y'all were safe. I felt y'all were safe. And that's what made me feel good. And look, look at life. I'm back here. Yeah. My feet should be in the sand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what about the ghost that happened? The only the only thing, like I said, is about talking about that guy next door neighbor I saw burning and fire. It wasn't in this house. I saw them from this house. The only thing, I gotta be honest with you, the only thing that happened that I saw physically happen happened about a year or so ago. I was going out on a date. I was in the bedroom putting my boots on there nice and shiny. I was getting dressed and for some reason I saw this I, I didn't see it I didn't see it it just looked like a fist hit my, the blinds it hit the blinds on, 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 on the window and looking at the blinds at that instant at that moment it felt looked like a fist it made a form of a fist anyway I looked at but it didn't not that, it didn't hit the glass it just hit the blinds and the glass, the, the window was closed, but it just hit the blinds. The, and I remember saying, uh, referring to your mother, I said, why are you mad? I'll take care of the girls. The girls are taken care of. And I, that's the only thing that I can think of what happened in this house. Like that. Now, now. I've seen I've, I've I've seen little things, uh, maybe because one of my youngest the youngest daughter, big in stuff and <laughs> <laughs> always blaming it on me. Uh, she she's this and that and and, and she, she she's moved out. It's been ain't seen nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ain't seen nothing. I'm looking for stuff. I ain't seen nothing. Well, I remember maybe it was when I was living here, I, I, and also when Leah was living here, when all of us were living here. Yeah. Um, we, I'm pretty sure we talked about how we would hear like footsteps in the hall and like someone washing dishes, seeing shadow cats, things like that. Like I'm, it was all a bunch of little stuff. I, I, when you say a shadow cat to me, is uh, something just scares in the bottom of, on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never heard dishes. I never heard nothing like that. I might have seen instances of uh, 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 shadows. Now, I have a brother that, that, that feels like something is in this house. Yeah. Or I do have a brother that feels that because he said that some bitch don't like me at all. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he's had that feeling since the moment I moved in. When your mother and I moved into this house, he used to come here and visit, and he never cared for it. He never cared for it, even back then. So he always felt something. 
Yeah, and we'll we'll keep him nameless because we interviewed Uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he <laughs> told us about that, and, and he mentioned to you. And do you? I, I want to get your perspective on it. He was here doing renovations, and y'all were out on the front porch just talking, and then he said y'all got into an argument, and he doesn't remember why y'all got into an argument, and he doesn't. He says it to him, it like faded out, like he doesn't really remember the details. Um, and he mentioned the light flickering and and things like. Do you remember that instance? Yes. <laughs> Is that how it happened? <laughs> Similar to that, yeah, pretty close to that. I don't. I really can't bring the details. We did get an argument on the front porch. I really can't say what it was over. I mean, he does great work. He's a, he's a damn good. Worker, yes, yeah, I can see the way he's improving the house. Yeah, all that work has contributed to him, but I don't, I don't remember what, what caused the fight or anything, the argument. But <laughs> what what was weird is about it. He would have his tools on the front porch, and he'd go make cuts and this and that, and the tools would end up misplacing. He couldn't find the tool. He said, I left that here. I left that cutter here. I left it right here. I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. And there we go with the entity. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't touch it and he didn't move it, who in the hell moved it? But it, uh, <laughs> it, it is kind of weird. I've seen dark shadows. He's brought them to my attention. And he said, look, look, look. He's right there. There's some bitches right there. He's right there. And every time he'd say that, I'd walk by that shadow and my hairs, the back of my hairs would stand up. You know, and he said, look, 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 that son of a bitch is right there. He says it's in the middle room. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says it's in the middle room. That's where it's coming from. That's it. Uh, so, but uh, I, I've seen objects like that, things like that. It almost feel like somebody's looking at me and they're not. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not scared by that. The only thing that I saw physically was that somebody hit that damn blind, and it wasn't me. I was the only one in that room, and it was hit. I saw. I saw like a. You hit a blind, you see like that detention of it. You you feel it jerk back, and it whacked it. And I remember saying, "Why are you mad?" I was referring to your mother. Why are you mad? The girls will be taken care of. I put on my boots and I went out. <laughs> Went boot scooting. Went boot scooting. Because <laughs> you a player. I'm a player. <laughs> um, right. I have actually, sorry. <laughs> last one, last one I swear. I remember this story you told me. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure it was you. And this happened on 4th Street where you saw like a man sitting on your couch and his head was down. And y'all got into like a physical like altercation and you threw him out of your house. Do you remember this? Is this is yeah. this something I remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember it. <laughs> yeah. And then I think you said something like that he was not like a bad force or something that he was like I mean was this a real person or was this it, like a No, it was a real person. Oh, okay, never mind. I don't know. It was a real person. I was out drinking out with a date. Out with a date. We came home. And according to her, she told me, 
repeat, the door is not locked. This is her words to me the next day or whenever I was sober again. And according to her, I said, ah, it's okay. So we went to bed. There was a chair on the front porch that I used to sit on the front porch and, you know, just enjoy the evenings and watch people go by, whatever. Went to bed. Next morning, getting up to go to work again. I was still drunk. I was still drunk. And I noticed the chair in front of the living room. Now, the living room was directly across from the bedroom. The bedroom had no doors. The house was opened up. It was open. And there was a chair there. I said, who in the hell brought in a chair? Next room over, no door. I looked in the room, there's somebody in bed. And I looked at him and I said, Quien it? Uh, in Spanish, Quien eres tu? who are you? Who are you? Thinking that it was my brother's friend. I thought it was one of my brother's friends that stayed there. And he told me, in Spanish, soy mexicano. He told me like that, soy mexicano. I'm a, I'm a Mexican like you, soy mexicano. And I look at him and I look at the lady I was with and she looked at me and she was scared. So I pushed her behind me. I remember her grabbing her and get behind me, stay there. So what I did, I tried to get him out the door, the front door, but I couldn't open the door. Like it was jammed, it was locked or whatever. I could not open it. So I grabbed him by, by, by his collar, but the top of his shirt, I remember grabbing him. And I'm holding them there. But I felt I didn't have them. Like he was gliding. And I pushed him back towards the back door. Mm-hmm. I was pu- I pushed him through the living room, through the kitchen. The back door I was able to open. And, and through all that time, I felt I did not have him. But I, I, had, I had a grip on his shirt. I, I, but I, I like like he could have slipped away in other words that, I had, that was a weird feeling so what I did I pushed him off the back door and there was a step there and he fell he falls and he looks back at me and he says mi cachucha my cap he was wearing a red cap it was a red cap I remember that that time the lady had the cap in her hand gave it to me and I tossed it at him the surroundings of that yard, it was an eight-foot fence all the way around. Sides, back, side. You could The only way you could walk out of that yard is through the front. Because it, uh, that yard, around it was construction, so they had that razor wire. It, 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 was, something, it, was, it was something that you couldn't climb it. I mean, you wouldn't climb it. So by the time I threw him off the back door, Closed, uh, threw him out the black door, closed the door, locked it, and I walked to the front to wait for him in the front. And for some reason, I don't know why, I just, front door just fucking opened. I just, I just touched the handle, boop, it opened. I stepped on the porch, waiting for him to come down the side of the house, because you couldn't get out of the yard. You had to come to the side of the house, the driveway, to get out. He never showed up. 
I mean, this was, you got to understand this. It happened in two minutes and maybe, le not even two minutes. It could have been two minutes. When I threw him out, I closed the door and I saw him on the ground. And from that time, walked through the kitchen, walked to the living room and opened the front door and I'm on the front porch looking for him. He never, he, I, I never saw him. I go, I, I get in the driveway, I walk to the backyard and never see him. Now that, and looked down the streets, looked every, left, right, nothing. Nothing. It was like he had just disappeared. He wasn't there. At that time, when I had the guy with my left hand, the lady I was with saying, hit him, hit him. You know, like beat him, you know. That man could have killed me. That's another reason why I say I should have been dead a long time ago. That man, that man walked in the house while I was in bed, asleep, drunk. He could have cut my throat. He could have done whatever he wanted to do, and I would not be here today. And again, I say, through the grace of my Lord, I'm here. And when she's telling me this, it's going through my head. Why should I hit a man that could have killed me last night? He could have actually killed me last night, and I wouldn't even know I was dead. But she's saying, hit him, hit him. And what I'm telling him in Spanish, no mete la mano en la bolsa. Don't put your hands in the pocket. Don't put your hands in the pocket. Don't don't you put do that. Don't don't. And uh, while I'm doing that, like I say, I'm pushing them through the living room, through the kitchen, to the back door, and throwing them out. And she's telling me, hit him, hit him. You know. But uh, when she's telling me that, for some reason, my mind went into, how can I hit a man that could have killed me that night or that morning? What he did, he came in the door, he took the chair off the porch, put it in the den, and looked at me and her sleep. That chair was facing to the door of my bedroom. He, he, he visually just sat there and looked at me sleep. Now, y'all answer me this. What do you think that is? Is that evil for someone to sit there and look at you sleep and not do nothing to you? And for that per that individual, whatever that was, to stay in that house with you and tell you, you I'm the same as you. That's what he was saying to me. So Mexicano, I'm a Mexicano. He's telling me I'm the same as you. That's what he was telling me. Well, my day was saying, him, hit him. But what freaked me out the most, there's no way in hell that man could have gotten up and beat me to the front door. I did not struggle with the front door. That door just opened like, like open. And he could only walk out the front. And y'all girls know that yard, what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a big yard. Yeah, big yard. And he couldn't jump the fence, could he? Mm -hmm. uh, no, there were, I remember the barbed wires. Yeah. I remember that. There was yeah. a and there was even cactus. There was even cactus behind. on the bottom of the fence. Yeah. <laughs> the, that fence was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so bottom line is, like I said, was that evil? Or was that heavenly? Yeah, no I, it was heavenly. I remember you saying that you thought that maybe he was a guardian angel or something. Uh, yeah, like that. it's heavenly. He could have killed me. 
He could have killed me, killed my date. He could have killed me. Poor woman. I still didn't make it up to her. Yeah, that was not a real person. <laughs> no, uh, I don't I, think I, that to this was, day, to yeah. this day, it was heavenly. It is heavenly. So he protect me. That that's the bottom. He watched that, you sleep while the door was unlocked. The, 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 shh, you watched me sleep. Yeah. yeah, he walked in the house, put that chair there, and watched me sleep. Yeah, that's what I that's what I mean about 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 when I mentioned that other, that other instance. For some reason, I feel like I'm protected. I'm being protected. I am, I am blessed. I do feel that. I'm never alone. Anybody knows me says, are you, when they come, are you alone? I'm never alone. And my mom says, estás solo. No, nunca estoy solo. That's referring to my Lord, to my faith, and I'm protected. I'm blessed. That's all I got to say on that matter. <laughs> yeah. I should have been dead a long time ago. I'm very grateful. I'm so grateful. Ah, beautiful Pedro. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for being on the show and for sharing the stories to our listeners that we grew up with that helped shape us into the paranormal lovers that we are. Yeah, 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 crazy. (laughs) Hey, it runs in the family, right? That's what you said. Like you said, we're not disease. We're just just a little crazy. We're just just a little crazy. (laughs) Runs in the family. That's what your uncle (laughs) said. We don't got diseases. We don't got parts of our body falling off. We're just crazy. (laughs) We're just a little crazy. We're just crazy. We can deal with that. (laughs) You know, now the listeners know what stories we grew up with. Hearing those at like... You know, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten years old. We were little babies. And that's why we're crazy. Uh, but no, no, I'm, no, I'm so grateful for it because now, look, we've got this purpose, and we like sharing these stories, and people love to hear them, and it's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> we love you. Thank you. Love y'all too. <laughs> All right, so those were our dad stories. I am really glad that we had the opportunity to get that recorded and to share it with everybody because those stories mean a lot to us. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And we even say it in the episode, like, you know, now people know some of the stories that we grew up with. This is the stuff that our dad was telling us um, on the weekends (laughs) when we would stay with him and, like, when, when we would stay with him, we would have a lot of family with us, you know, like cousins and, and uncles and everybody would be like, you know, drinking or not us because we were kids. But like, you know, <laughs> we might have sneaked a beard too. <laughs> the adults are drinking. Maybe some of the teenagers. I was super, super young, so I did not. Um, but there was like usually barbecue or pizza or something. And at the end of the night, when all the adults were like super trashed, <laughs> they would tell us scary shit. And that was some of it, you know. Oh, yeah. And I like he kept in theme, you know. He got super trashed and decided to share his stories. Uh, so it's really great. But again, if you grew up in a in a Latino household, you probably had had an uncle like that, or you know, even your dad or, or grandpa. You know, so it, it's really cool to hear. Yeah, totally. Our male figures like to get drunk and scare us, and then you know, get emotional <laughs> and, get tell, emotional. and tell scary spiritual stories. So yeah. it's nice. <laughs> no, it, it was fantastic, and, and 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 not only do we get to share that with people, but just having that on record for for myself. Like yeah. as I get older, you know, I will always cherish cherish those stories. 
And the crazy thing is, is like they haven't changed over the years and like decades. Like I am, I'm, I'm in like my thirties now, <laughs> and those stories have not changed yeah. from when I was like eight years old, and right. that's incredible. And the fact that he like told us a new one, like the one about the fire, the guy next door standing in the fire. Yeah, that the, was crazy. Like the week that I was born and shit, I had no idea. And that's just crazy. Like he told me that shit the week I graduated college, you know, and it was just like such a gift. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he told you that week. He was like, this is going to be special for this one. (laughs) But the fact that there are even like still stories to be heard is crazy. I'm like, oh, man, how many are you holding out on us? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, that one was super freaky. Um, but, but like Bethany said, he's, he's telling them the exact same way. And I think that's why we're such believers is no matter how many years go by, he tells these stories the exact same way. The details are the same. So it's like, how do you not believe it's, it's just crazy. They're great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How do you not believe when someone is telling you wholeheartedly that they experienced this thing? And when they tell you the story over the, over the course of your life, the story never changes. And you can see it like in his eyes and in mm-hmm. his body. Like he holds these as truth. Yeah. And, and it definitely helped us, you know, I think in believing the paranormal or like believing that there's more magic in the world in a way you know oh yeah fuck yeah this was great like i i want to cry uh (laughs) thinking about it (laughs) and it's a great way to end our family legends little series you know um so thank you for sticking out this little series with us we hope you enjoyed it yeah that's our crazy ass family so maybe that explains a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but no we we definitely hope you enjoy that's that's a hundred percent our hearts on our sleeves we wanted to share those stories with y'all um we love them and we hope you 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 love them too yep but i think it's about time (sighs) for a ritual because i know i'm feeling a little heavy yeah let's do it hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the south Big breath in and release. <sighs> yeah, it's cleanse. Jeez, man. That was good. That was needed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Just thank you. <laughs> Shit. Well, thank you all for another fantastic mm-hmm. episode. Yes. We hope you have a good evening. And as usual, I'm Bethany. And I'm Leah. And we're signing off with two besitos. From these putitos. <laughs>